You're listening to the Colts Blue Zone Podcast with Mike Chappell and Dave Griffiths. Inside the Fox 59 CBS4 Podcast Studio, welcome to the Colts Blue Zone Podcast. Alongside Mike Chappell and Matt Adams, I'm Dave Griffiths. Hope you all had a Merry Christmas and are having a happy holiday continued season. And the Colts, by some miracle are still in the playoffs. They really didn't hurt themselves <laughs> yeah. that much. Right? If there was one game to lose, it was the game to the Falcons, which is the NFC team down the stretch. But I'll say this before we really kick off things. Vegas knows, man. Vegas knows. Now we know why the line was so <laughs> right? squirrely. It was, uh, could, could have been a whole lot higher as the Falcons get the 29-10 uh, to 10 victory over the Colts on Christmas Eve down there in Atlanta. You know you're you're a, you like betting things. Did you see that note about that guy that took a fourteen yeah. play, fourteen pa- five, way parlay, five dollars leg parlay, five five bucks, and he won four hundred and yeah. something thousand dollars. And because Christian McCaffrey scored a touchdown, which is probably game. the most likely thing in your parlay there. Yeah, but Christian Jonathan Taylor. Taylor had to score. He was on the list, and he scored. You know what was an aberration in that game? It the was. way the game went. That might be one of the closer that, ones. I, I look at those things and. Five bucks. Yeah, I'll put five bucks on. And the guy's $400,000. That, that that makes you want to do the parlays. And Vegas loves for they people love. to do parlays. <laughs> that's, why, that's why the odds are so crazy. Exactly. Is because 14 guys yep. had to score a touchdown. Insane. Absolutely okay. insane. Rabbit hole one. Okay, yeah, go ahead. That, yeah, and that was your fault. That wasn't even my fault this time. Say so We didn't even get into the show yet. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we haven't even, we haven't talked too much about the Colts. They're in playoff position. They host the Raiders 1 o'clock on CBS 4 in central Indiana this Sunday afternoon. Two more games. You win them both. You're all but in the playoffs. There is now a very, very small. It's like 99 yeah. and 9 point. Right. Well, we've, we've seen 99% scenarios go one way or go the other way God, in the two past. Two years ago. Yeah. So, so, so I'm just saying that's why I'm saying like it's, it's not a shoe in if the Colts win these two games, but it is a, the most likely all but likely scenario. Isn't the one, isn't the one sure. reason that, that, that they wouldn't make it? Is if Cincy, if the, Cincy is the one team you you Correct. can't you can't tie with. It, right. If if the Colts and the Bengals through all the the records that that go through, you know, with the games remaining to be played, if they end up with the same record, only two teams, and they're the only two teams remaining in the playoffs, and the Colts are out by virtue of the head to head that they right. lost to Cincinnati it's, a couple weeks ago. As you, it's there for you. it's it's it is it's there. But here's the deal: like you've got you've got the Browns and you've got the Bills now that have better records than you. And so, so those two are, are feeling good about themselves, especially the Browns. And, uh, and the Bills are playing as, as well as almost anybody except the Ravens right now. How many people had those, that team written off? Right. Because of how they were playing and because yep. of the schedule. It was yep. tough. Yep. Tough schedule, and they've risen to the occasion. And they fought through it for sure. Um, but, but all that to say that it is not for certain that the Colts make the playoffs, but they're going to have to do all they can to, to do it. Uh, and that it could be a game that, like we've said, gets flexed that final week of the season to the Sunday night, and uh, we'll see Colts-Texans possibly for a playoff spot, depending on, on how it all goes down. Or, heck, even for the AFC South title, if Jacksonville continues to, to flounder. So so we'll see. There's another game someone pointed out. Is it is it My, Miami and Buffalo? Yeah. Last and and I would imagine that if, if, that's if it comes down to it division. and that has meaning, then even if it doesn't have a lot of meaning, it probably weighs more but than because Colts, of, Texans. you know, Buffalo, Miami. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. So good point. Maybe it doesn't get flexed for that specific reason. So. But that's, you know, it reminds me of 2018. Yep. 
and they flexed Colts Titans in yep. Nashville, and it was a win and in, and they won. Yes, they did. Uh, pretty uh, pretty strongly, if I remember correctly, it was pretty convincing. It wasn't it wasn't like twenty nine to nothing, but it was it was it was a convincing win. It wasn't last drive in. we needed, or else no. Exactly, it, they, no. they went out and took care of business. That, and, and that that's what that's what not close is in the NFL teams. Like <laughs> like when the last drive exactly. doesn't mean anything. It's not not. Yeah, when you're up by a couple thing. scores with exactly. five minutes left, that's exactly. That's, remember, that's, that's an easy win in the NFL. That's right? what I remember exactly as um as 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 a not close game. But anyway, let let's uh, take a quick uh, look trip around the NFL before we dive head into uh, the Colts and Raiders this week. Uh, the, the venerable Russell Wilson benched in Denver from from getting a massive contract two off seasons ago from discussions about should he come to the Colts that was the the one of the quarterbacks that was uh, at least some speculation a couple years ago uh, when the when the Colts were looking for for a new quarterback but uh, but no more Russell Wilson uh, in Denver. And uh, who knows what the future holds for for that uh, for the Super Bowl champion for the uh, he won an MVP didn't he he must have won an MVP no he was no he, he did he, he never he, won MVP his thing with the career he was he was like never top five okay well MVP, or he maybe never never got a vote for MVP well that's crazy but what's crazy is, is but the, I guess the more you think about it like. Brady would take votes. Manning would take votes during some of his career. Was, yeah, wrong and then time, wrong Mahomes place. would take votes. So, so yeah, I get it. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But, but the thing with Wilson is what's really crazy, and it's it's fun to see another team go through this. It, it really, it, it really is <laughs> fun. Yeah. But, but they they've made it clear they're moving on, and his extension hasn't even ta- it goes into effect next year. Mm-hmm. So they now Sean Payton's trying to. Not rewrite history, but sort of saying, "Well, this, this gives." He said, "Yes, there's always financial concerns, but this, we think, this move gives us the best chance to win." In what universe is it? Trevor Simeon is who they moved uh, to. Uh, Jarrett Jarrett uh, Stidham, St- same guy. Yeah. Same, guy. <laughs> same, same, I, I same difference, right? <laughs> I apologize, but but it's uh, you got to see how the uh, dead money is. It's it's like monster. It's crazy. It's how an much? Eighty-five million. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, which a team? It's a, you can't do it. I mean, you, you just you, it's not just, with that attitude. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but apparently, they went to him and you know a couple of weeks ago, whatever. About this is all about that injury clause. That if he's if he's injured, then next then either next year or two, no, next year is already guaranteed. Two years becomes guaranteed. And the the Raiders did this with uh, Derek Carr last year, mm-hmm. where they sat him down, and then they you know got rid of him. So. It's amazing, and God, I'm God, this is a rabbit hole again. I apologize, folks, but this is very similar to what happened here with a certain quarterback mm-hmm. named Yep CW Yep named twenty seven seven, and the Colts so badly wanted to move on, they did so without knowing who the next guy was. Right, Denver has no idea, no clue, and they're not in position to do it because of what it took. Right, they, they gave up a lot to get right. Wilson. They don't have a lot of draft capital. Uh, so, so you know, again, I, after all the stuff that we've had to wade through, you kind of like to just sit back there and sort of watch the circus somewhere else. Yeah, no, they might end up signing a guy like in the vein of a Gardner Minshew, who is a backup that they feel can provide good starting minutes for them with the right team around. Him. Exactly, someone like him, someone like a. Uh, Cooper Rush from Dallas, someone like a Garoppolo, like Jimmy Garoppolo, I, I yeah, like they'll, if, if they're actually going for to do something meaningful or try to do something meaningful uh, while they're eighty-five million in the hole anyway, or whatever the dead cap number is, uh, as they look into the future. And I, so. I think they've got 
the thirteenth pick in the first round. As I say, they're not in position to do. They anything. don't have a second round pick, so they don't have much to use to try to trade up right. to get into position there because it's it's a pretty decent quarterback class by all accounts this year. But when you're thirteen, could Daniels fall to them at thirteen? Maybe the LSU Heisman winner. I, I would imagine Penix would still be there at thirteen for Perhaps. sure. Jordan Travis will still be there, but he got hurt at Florida State, so who knows? Like, if, we'll see what desperation does yeah, on exactly. driving on driving the market. Yes. it always drives people up. Hundred percent. So so they'll I think they'll have an, a, an option at quarterback there. It just depends on if they right. like the right. option exactly. they have at exactly. quarterback there. Yeah. So, so that's Russell Wilson. Jacoby Brissett, another former, uh, the former Colts quarterback, uh, got the start for uh, the uh, Washington Commanders. They are eliminated from the playoffs, but uh, the Commanders have benched Sam Howell. Uh, there, uh, finally, exactly. Right. Very, he he hung on as long as he could, and maybe longer than some people expected. Longer than I expected. Um, it's, it's funny. I have a friend who works in D.C. in in, in television there, and he always tweets. Uh, he tweets a bunch. And uh, he's actually the guy who did that interview with Carson Wentz when he moved to the Commanders and was getting a lot of flack online for for uh, from the Washington Commanders, like from the GM, from Jason Campbell, about about asking him normal questions. It was it was, it was the stupidest reaction from a team that I've ever seen. The like, non-controversy controversy. Exactly. One of those. It was like it, it was it was so out of left field that they reacted as strongly as they did to him asking. You've been cut by two teams. Why do you have faith that you're you're going to be this is the right spot? How do you, like, how do you not ask that? Exactly. Question? Yeah. Like they're obvious. Anyway, uh, all that to say, Jacoby Brissett's now starting for them as they're four and eleven and uh, in a race to the bottom uh, and uh, trying to see who their quarterback of the future uh, could be if they might one day be in the uh, the sweepstakes up at the top four uh, for a Caleb Williams, for a Drake May, or for whoever it is they do like. Uh, in that draft. So we got Jacoby, uh, Jacoby watch with uh, the commanders and we've got injury watch all over the AFC. Certainly Colts fans should be uh, aware of a couple quarterback injuries because has a uh, relevance for the postseason. Trevor Lawrence dealing with a shoulder injury. Somebody said it was an AC sprain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe it's the AC joint. Yeah. Well, is that yeah. what familiar yeah. with that? This quarterback had, it is what this quarterback had. Certainly it, it's more severe. But it certainly sounds like this one was a bit more severe. Not Lawrence, the, uh, the Richardson, right. of course. And then CJ Stroud, Still dealing with his concussion, trying to work his way back through the protocol. Limited Still. practice yesterday. Yeah, I think. I, I, which which is a good sign. Which is a good sign for them. Right. Concussion. He's dealing. He's playing with the playing against the Titans, and then Tua Tungavailoa, the uh, quadriceps and thumb injury. They play the Ravens in a massive game there atop the AFC, because the Ravens, like I said earlier, are playing as well or better than anyone else in the NFL right now, and Lamar Jackson is playing as well or better than any other player in the NFL right now. He's now the betting choice if, mm-hmm. for those of you who follow those exactly. things. Exactly. After uh, after poor Brock Purdy laid an absolute – like his four interceptions, like they were like all tips or batted his elbow. But, but they go but to the quarterback. Go to him. Exactly. They, they fall to him at the end of the day. So like those things like you, you can't throw – like you've got to be able to to get the right arm angle to to get it past the jumping defensive tackle, and, and that's what the best quarterbacks do. Like they know where the defensive tackle is. They know that a defensive end is coming across the corner, and they can't throw it, or they, their arm doesn't get hit, or it doesn't happen as often. You know, for the best of the best. So anyway, all, all that to say, like you can say, oh, it's not really his fault, but I think the the elite quarterbacks would say, well, it's kind, it would kind of be my fault well, in, it, in some way. In and those and you're used to, you're used to Purdy has avoided a lot of right, this stuff throughout. So. That's why it was so surprising to just 
it felt like they just happened back to back to back mm-hmm. in that first half uh, in, in that game. Well, speaking of the best of the best of all time, a couple of Colts are among 15 modern era finalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, of which our very own Mike Chappell is one of the selectors. Those two, Reggie Wayne and Dwight Freeney. No surprise to see them on this list. Uh, we saw them last year as well, both of them uh, making this cut. Reggie Wayne, a finalist for the fifth time. He is top 10 in NFL history in catches and yards in both the regular season and the playoffs. And I believe, as of a couple years ago at least, the stat was he was up there. It was him and, and Jerry Rice. It hasn't and, changed. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that stat has not changed. Um, he has eight 1,000-yard seasons, four seasons with at least 100 catches. And uh, as for Dwight Freeney, makes the cut over Robert Mathis for the second time. Seems like the national perception, again, as we've talked about, is that Freeney is the better option than Mathis, even though here Mathis has plenty of love. And I think plenty of Colts fans keep them one and one. Like they're, well, they're, Mathis is, is the career sack leader. Exactly. The, the, not, the not career, Colts career sack leader. Right. And he's the NFL all-time strip sack leader. Right. So, so that's pretty good. That's, uh, you do something better than anyone else. Like uh, another point I'm about to make, you should probably be a, a Hall of Fame consideration for sure, at least. More than consideration. But this is Freeney's second time as a finalist joining last year. He's second in Colts history with 107 and a half sacks, 18th in the all-time career sack list, 125 and a half sacks for his career, forced 47 fumbles, which is third all-time. So those two, along with a couple first-timers on this list, uh, the first-timers are cornerback Eric Allen, guard Jari Evans, tight end Antonio Gates, safety Ronnie Harrison, Defensive end, Julius Peppers. Running back, Fred Taylor. And then after that, a couple other players who have been in this finalist list before include defensive end, Jared Allen. Offensive tackle, Willie Anderson. uh, Defensive, oh, sorry, excuse me. Wide receiver, kick returner, Devin Hester. Wide receiver, Torrey Holt. Wide receiver, Andre Johnson, Chaps Boy. And linebacker, Patrick Willis. And safety, Darren Woodson. So from those 15, Chap, you will uh, all come together on uh, Super Bowl week uh, or weekend, uh, and you will uh, discuss, you will uh, fight, there will be bare-knuckle brawls, and uh, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, and you will cut it down from 15 to 10 at first, and then there will be a vote from 10 to get the top five. For the Colts' perspective, I know we've discussed this because this is the fifth year Reggie Wayne has been on the list, he can't go out and give you a, another 1,000-yard season. I've right? asked him, and he won't do exactly, it. Exactly, another Pro Bowl year. But he continues to stay on this list. Folks in this market, and Reggie himself, of course, certainly want to see him with that gold jacket on. What kind of chances do you think he has looking at the list of players that uh, is there before us, the 15 modern-era finalists? I think both he and Dwight have a decent chance. One thing is we, we're not meeting Super Bowl weekend. It's like middle of January. Oh, excuse a me couple, for that. I'm sorry. It, it's changed. And, and it used to be that, didn't yes, it? Yes, we used okay, to get together you. the night, the day before. But I'm this is we're getting it together okay, like two well weeks before, before right. and, and then it'll be announced Super Bowl weekend on that NFL and You'll honors. be sworn to secrecy for two weeks. I'll know, but yeah, I, I yeah, I'll, I'll either be really happy inside or I'll be really PO'd inside. We'll know based on how many bruises yeah. Chap has on his face and yeah. like how, how many it, bruises Peter King has on his face. It, it's just what, what people have to understand is it's sort of like there's no wrong answers with this group. Now, some, I, I think I, I don't think this is a real strong group of 15. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't. But the, the issue is we've got three receivers again with Reggie, 
Torrey Holt and Andre Johnson, and I could argue strongly for any of them. I kind of think that Reggie and Andre Johnson are just a notch above Torrey Holt. And and then I, I certainly favor Reggie because I, I saw I saw him play. Now we saw we saw Andre Johnson play a load too because of divisions. But it, it, it's just funny we asked Reggie about does it make it easier because you saw how you know he and Edron are really really close and Edron always used to say that the, the the waiting drove him crazy. But once he got in, you know well you know the waiting was worth it. And Reggie said, don't, don't believe that. You know, it, it, it hurts to wait. It, it's hard to wait. Uh, when you, when you believe in your soul that, that you belong. And I asked him today when we talked to him, I said, what, what with these receivers, I said, what sets you apart? What, what do you feel separates you from these other two guys? And he said, playoffs. He said, you're supposed, you know, it's to get there. And then not only get there, but then perform at a high level. And again, he's he's top ten. He again, when you and Jerry Rice are in the only two guys to do something that 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 covers fourteen, sixteen years, that's something. It's it's when you do something that only very few people have done. But he's got like ninety three catches in postseason, and I don't know what it is, twelve hundred yards. And like he said, that's another season. Mm-hmm. That's that's you know because it's like twenty one games. So it's he, he's done another season of excellence. So we'll see. And with Dwight, I tell you, people around here need to understand that he's viewed nationally as really, really elite. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year it was DeMarcus Swear got in, a, in front of him. This year, Julius Peppers, I, I don't know how he's viewed nationally. Uh, but but I re- Freeney is really looked at as one of the guys. I think during the telecast on NFL Network last night, Joe Thomas had sold, told someone that of all the people he faced, Freeney gave him the most trouble. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Jason Jason Peters, is that the long-time yep. tech? He said also, he told the athletic, Zach Kiefer, the, the athletic, of all the guys I faced, Freeney. Mm-hmm. Well, when two of the all-time great tackles say, this guy gave me fits. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. It, it's interesting. And again, the problem is there's no wrong – answers although right. we you know we look at it more skewed than that but mm-hmm. uh one thing reggie said again is if i get in there'll be a party <laughs> and i may not be here for a couple of days <laughs> as a coach he said i'm just warning you guys Shane, that he's gonna have to look elsewhere right. if he needs help in the receiver and, room. and the team will will put up with that so yeah looking forward to it and you know reggie we always enjoy our whenever we get reggie twice a month because he's just got stuff to say mm-hmm and we talked more, we won't get into it now, about the receivers and how losing Pittman last week on Saturday impacted things. But he's just such a treasure to this franchise and to the city. I mean, this city really embraces – it may embrace Reggie. Mm-hmm. I don't know who – Edgerin? I, I, think, I think the fan base maybe gravitates more to those guys because they were more, I don't know, reachable, more – I don't know. I mean, Peyton is Peyton. Right. But the impact that Reggie and, and – and some of these guys made is is immense, and here's Reggie back as a coach. So yeah, it'd be good to finally get him in. And I think what what sets Reggie apart, Matt, is he also was here for for longer than just the Manning era. He was also here for the Luck era. So he was here for several different, uh, really 
eras of Indianapolis Colts football. So he's just around uh, longer than a guy like a Marvin Harrison, for example, or a Dallas Clark was as a pass catcher to to really endear himself to to a longer span of Colts fans growing up or coming into their their own as fans. So so Reggie certainly a, a special place among people's hearts yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, for Colts fans, he, he bridged those two eras uh, from Manning to, to Luck and also remained productive for pretty much his entire career. He had, what was it, that, that elbow injury that, that elbow last year? Elbow one year and a knee the, yeah. the last two years. And, and, and it kind of slowed him down, but he was still able to be part of the offense, even, even though that was the case. It's too bad that those things kind of slowed him down at the end. And I'm just glad there was that brief flirtation with New England. And uh, I know Reggie probably could have played another year or two, but uh, I'm glad that he remained a Colt throughout his career. Yeah, that, that, that's you know, that, that's what Reggie. And keep in mind that what he meant, meant to the franchise. It showed when it came time with, with Luck's rookie season, is they they could either resign Reggie or Pierre Garçon, who was mm-hmm. you know young. He was mm-hmm. like 20, I don't know, 26 at the time. Yeah, right? great speed, and went on to have a pretty good career. Mm-hmm. Was it Washington he went yes. to? I think it was. But they just knew the value that Reggie would have on a rookie quarterback, mm-hmm. and he did. So, uh, you know, we'll see. People can follow along. But within, you know, the next three weeks, we'll have a discussion, and yep. I'll know and you won't. Yeah, exactly. Of, of the uh, of the players on this list, the most likely first-time uh, honorees would be Antonio Gates and Julius Peppers. Um, after that, I don't think any of the names from first-timers jump out as we need to put this guy in. I mean, I'm Jari Evans was a really good player Was a, a uh, as a guard for a couple different teams. He was on the NFL's all-decade team in the 2010s, I believe it was. And I think like every player on all-decade teams has made the Hall of Fame eventually, literally every one. So There's he, very few, but there, there are a few. But right, yes. that's, that's one of the arguments is why isn't my guy in? Right. Because he's an all-decade guy. Right, but those also for a guard who is – a six-time Pro Bowler is not a first-time honoree. Maybe he gets in eventually, but probably not this year, like I was saying. So if it, if it is indeed, if it both Gates and Peppers get in, then there's room for three. And uh, there's other, uh, then becomes, if, if you want to do, which wide receiver? Uh, do you want to do which uh, which Other corner? pass rusher, maybe. Which other path, pass rusher between Jared Allen and, and Dwight Freeney? So uh, which safety? Uh, if, you, uh, if Ronnie Harrison could be Patrick in the first Willis time. Patrick Willis had a great, great yeah, career. A really good career. But it was short. It was. Like more in the Terrell Davis uh, um, vein there. So lots of discussions to be had over the coming weeks. And uh, I'm sure Chap will uh, will get his uh, best presentation ready. It's not just a simple Peyton Manning and sit down. Uh, there will be a, a lot more discussion than that. I've said before, I'll say it again, I think doing something better than anyone else in NFL history deserves uh, serious consideration. That's why I like Devin Hester. But I don't know if he'll make make it either based on other players here. I would love to see Fred Taylor. He's not going to be a first-timer, but I just loved watching him run. He was a really good back. He was a fun back. Maybe not as much for Colts fans all the time to watch here. But, but, but boy, I, just, I loved watching him run because I thought he was creative. He was fast. He was powerful. He was everything you would want in a running back and did stuff really well. But he played well. in Jacksonville. Exactly. That's, that's a thing. He played a legitimate thing. Played you got to see a lot of Fred Taylor. Yes. For yes. Better, for and, and again, I, I think Fred's a guy who's the hall of the very good. Yeah. Which shouldn't be... You know, a, a slap in the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I just don't. I I, I do think that that uh, absolutely. I two guys get in Peppers and Gates. I just do. Mm-hmm. And what people understand is that you, then you got three spots. I, I I would plead with my other forty nine selectors that 
we've got to get a receiver in. Yeah. Or we're doing this again next year. And yeah. you might add somebody else next in. Then you're going to add yeah. more receivers Before to the long, queue. you're going to have, uh, it's not a receiver, but a Jason Witten. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald before too long. you know, yep. And there's guys that can't get in. Steve Smith. Yep. He's got a great resume. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anquan Bolden can't mm-hmm. get in. So it, it's it, this reminds me back in, in when Marvin was first eligible in 2014, I think it was. We had Marvin, Tim Brown, and Andre Reed. Well, we had to break that log jam. Mm-hmm. So somehow we need to break this log jam to get these guys started. Dwight Freeney, one of Syracuse's finest, could find on find took you uh, long enough to get that. through another one. Marvin Harrison, another uh, who a uh, Pro Football Hall of Famer. Uh, we will see. Uh, as for current Colts news, uh, safety Julian Blackman has gone to injured reserve. He is done for the regular season, which is a significant blow to the defense. He has career highs this year in a contract year. Props to Julian for doing this in a contract year. Eighty, but at least it's a shoulder. It is. It is a shoulder. 88 tackles, five tackles for loss, four interceptions, eight passes defended. So that's a pretty, pretty good season. And I know the Colts have high expectations and hopes for Nick Cross, who is now filling in for him in the meantime. So if if Blackman is, uh, if the Colts decide not to sign Blackman here, I would not be surprised in the offseason if, if his career with the Colts is done just because they want to go to Cross and they want to save money for other things like bolstering the wide receiver room for reasons which i'm sure we'll get into in a few minutes uh like i wouldn't be surprised if we've unfortunately seen the last of julian blackman but chap he certainly saved his best for last had a pretty productive season this year was a playmaker in the secondary there and uh, was was unfortunately during his time here uh, was kind of uh ravaged i think really by injuries whether it was his um he he's one of the achilles uh brothers who tore his achilles um, and now the shoulder to, to knock him out here in his, his final, his fourth year. He even came here after an ACL tear in college. So he just he just dealt with injury to injury. When he was on the field, he was a pretty good player, a steady player, and this year showed a little bit more of the playmaking ability in the back end of that defense. Yeah, lead, leading leader in interceptions, leader in passes defense, third in tackles, which I'm not always sure how good it is to have a safety as one of your top three tacklers. But, yeah, in, in, you know, whether he re-signed him, Injury doesn't help, and neither does does the the like you mentioned the roster concerns elsewhere. You know they they're going to have I think it's, I saw third most cap space, which they're always top. Yep, five. they're always they're, up there's there. always top five. They're super disciplined when it comes to the cap every year. Holy smokes! Disciplined is one word for it. Yeah, correct. Uh, but 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 again, you're, you've got you've got issues. You've got again, Michael Pittman's going to get the, the the whenever he doesn't play, all it does is increase his his value. Yep. It just does. That's exactly what it did last I mean, week. I mean, I don't know what the percentage was. 10% after last game, you thought, yeah, okay. But but then you got other issues. I just don't know that they're going to pony up that much for a safety, like you said, with, with, with injury issues. And mm-hmm. they, are, they are issues. You know, for him, it's better that his shoulder or not a mm-hmm. ACL or a patella, whatever, yeah. an Achilles. But, uh, and I, I think to me right now, there's a, there's this, significant might be a strong word Mm -hmm. drop between he and nick cross you know because i think julian was playing pretty well he Mm -hmm. was really but and i think rodney thomas and nick cross have been sort of up and down so they'll they'll feel it and this is when you don't want to be losing players yeah absolutely and i I, like i look back to just kind of examples of what what the colts would consider signing and not if if indeed Gus Bradley is going to be the defensive coordinator here in the future which is up in the air who knows that that's a year-to-year thing for probably 75% 75% of offensive and defensive coordinators in the league. There's very few that are 
probably very certain that they will be back next year. But but from the Gus Bradley perspective, like you look back at what he did in Seattle uh, a long time ago, and with the Legion of Boom and what they did, like they would they would re-sign Cam Chancellor, but they let Earl Thomas go. So those were two great safeties they had. They valued one over the other. And he clearly valued cornerbacks because because um, the investment they made there. But you, you just try you try to look at at hints from from coaches past, and certainly not all him. It goes to Chris Ballard as well for sure. But um, but with Julian Blackman, like he he at least showed this year the value that he can give to an NFL team. Now it's going to be up to um, Bradley if he's here. Chris Ballard, Shane Steichen, if that value is something that they want to invest in in the future. Well, and and then you, you think about Nick Cross too. They they exactly. spent a third round. They traded up to get him in the traded third up, round a couple yeah. years ago. Um, he started last year, but then just kind of disappeared because they didn't think that he had a full grasp there's, of everything. There's a reason you disappear. Right, right. And, and this year they've kind of been working him in, and, and now he's kind of a big part of this defense. Now he'll have the chance to kind of show the next couple games if you know maybe that's their future at safety. We'll see. The Colts got, uh, as Matt puts it here in our rundown, eviscerated by the Falcons. That's a good word for it. It's a good word. It's a very good word for it. 29-10 last week in Atlanta. Outgained uh, on offense 406-262. to Outside of the first drive of the game, the Colts could not run the ball. Uh, they could not tackle. Uh, it was an awful performance for the second time in three weeks. Two eggs in three weeks from this Colts team as a win would have put them in first place in the AFC South and controlling their, their destiny for a home playoff game. That's where I was really wrong when I said it didn't hurt that much. Yeah, it, it, it did, did in terms of what right. what that could have done. What they're playing for. It's not just playing to get into the playoffs. Correct. It is playing for a home game right. in they the playoffs. Been, they would have been fourth in the current right. uh, playoff standings, I they believe. They still would have had to win these last two games. Yeah, they still would have, but it p- positioned them. It, it eliminates your margin of error a little bit, you know, that would help put, with that. put them in line to face the Browns again, perhaps, in the playoffs if it was right. a 4-5 yeah, matchup. Right now they're, they're headed to Miami. Yeah. Which, you know, eesh. Who would you rather play out mm. there, the Browns or the Dolphins? A, a Brown, Browns Brown at home. With Joe Flacco coming in, the wily veteran. That, the blooms got to fall off sometime, right? You would think so, exactly. And, Good and with night. with Tyreek Hill, I just think there there's no one that can catch him. I I would be scared Jim, to well, death. I mean, all those guys. It's just yes of going down and, and and facing Miami in Miami. A lot of writers are sort of pleading for Miami just because you know Miami. Yeah, exactly. We you all know, want to go to Miami. Yeah, Welcome this time to Miami. Sounds pretty nice. Bienvenido a Miami. We will see about that. Where exactly the Colts end up if indeed they end up anywhere for that point. But but it was not a fun game to watch. And, Chap, I think you alluded to it, and I, and I kind of hinted that it, this discussion would come about the value of Michael Pittman Jr. And the fact that he was not in that game was very evident that no wide receiver could fill his place on this roster. He made his value undeniably known to this offense by not playing and every game that he does not play, his value increases, it seems like, for this Colts team. We've, we've speculated, of course, here on this podcast and elsewhere, like if you wanted to sign one player longer before Jonathan Taylor was signed, who would you want? Taylor Pittman and all that. Like, and and we, you can make arguments for Taylor. You can make arguments for Pittman. Well, Taylor was playing in this game, and he did nothing, to, uh, did nothing at all. Pittman was 13-yard not- run. There you go. Well, okay, he, he did one else. thing. Good. He got a 13-yard run. He got a touchdown to help uh, one friend somewhere to a $400,000 payday. Amazing. Incredible. 
But Michael Pittman Jr. not being in this game meant the offense had absolutely no consistent leg to stand on. And uh, all, all, all hope from the Colts has to be that he, that he is back fully healthy and this concussion is no longer lingering this weekend based on what we saw last week. Yeah, and again, the, pro- the, the problem other than him not playing was they didn't know until again when they landed in Atlanta. And he had symptoms, whatever it was, headaches, uh, sensitive to light, to light, whatever. So all of a sudden, your Saturday night is based on re- redoing a big part of the, of the game plan. We talked to Reggie today, and he said with Pitt – you just you just know you know what you're going to get and you know yes sometimes we want more than that but you know on third and seven that he's where you're going to try to go and he said normally he he gets the plays for us well he's 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 like going into last week he was third in the league in targets and catches you know sure you want more per, per yards per catch but but that's sort of a function of the offense mm-hmm. and without him reggie said he looked at other guys and he said we got to step up and I talked to Alec Pearson. He said, "Yeah, we didn't we didn't pick up the game as we should have, and and they didn't top to bottom." Yep, it was it was it was it was a rough watch, Matt, to say the least. And I think that Pittman has more than proven the case why Chris Ballard should offer him a contract extension because you know exactly what you're going to get with Pitt. You can you can argue that hey, let's go out and see if we what we can do about T. Higgins or whoever else or sign uh, drafts like in the first round with your 19th pick or whatever it ends up being the 25th pick if you win a couple games in the playoffs. Like I I think that having Pittman here is valuable one for his production, two for his consistency. You know what you get. He's missed two he's missed two games in three years. Yeah, and also I really think his physicality too. Like it just his, the attitude that he brings. He's the guy that that can uh, be a a force, like a, a real force. And you, you don't often hear that with a wide receiver. Like I think Anquan Bolden is a name that you, you brought good, it up mm-hmm. earlier yeah, was comp. was like uh, was like that. Like you could feel his presence, and he had some incredibly productive years with the Cardinals um, alongside Larry Fitzgerald. And it's like Larry Fitzgerald did not completely overshadow him, which speaks to, to Anquan Bolden. But like to be a physical, strong bully of a wide receiver also matches the physical bully type run game that you want if it's, you are the Colts. He's the kind of player that you want to build the roster around exactly like he he fits here he just seems to fit Quint, so Quint the numbers, Nelson type at the, at the position the number's going to be big whatever he gets but but with his absence you can see why he deserves it yeah yeah and his consistency has has been there and and I mean he could have had better numbers over the last couple of years for sure if the Colts could have figured out their quarterback situation but it, Pitt's, Pitt's been great for him. He's he's not only does he make the tough catches, he's a good perimeter blocker as well, and that brings a lot of value to the offense. Well, because again, we, we say, well, you know, ideally you want more. You want, you know, we've talked. You want Jamar Chase. You want Justin Jefferson. Well, but everybody doesn't have those guys. You don't have Tyreek Hill all the time. He's right. not always very right. obvious. And, yes, and th- this is this is kind of Reggie Wayneish, where right now teams know that Pitt is the guy. And he's still getting these yes, targets. Sir. He's still getting the catches. So I again, I, I we'll get into the, the injury update later. But the, the, again, the more he doesn't play, which again is not often, it just paralyzes. It, it almost had the, the effect of not having a left tackle because it just paralyzed. What and, and then Alec Pierce, what do you have? Three catches for thirty yards. Had such a monster drop. Was oh it, yeah, was it an early one. third? It was early, yeah. I mean, and who knows? It still may have been right. ugly, but some of the mistakes they made, the missed tackles and some drops, were 
early, mm-hmm. early in yeah. the game. And, and who knows if this offense can get something going, and mm-hmm. they never did. Some rece- they, they, was it 262 yards is That's what you it. said? Mm-hmm. Yep. Look at the fourth quarter. I bet they had 100 yards in the fourth quarter of it's just kind of mop-up. Yep. Because up until that, and then they had probably like seventy yards on their first drive of the game. It was seventy-five yards on their first drive. Yeah. Yep. So, so, so for the, the the meat of the game, they probably had like seventy-five other yards. Yeah. Second and, and, and third that was, that was one of those those drives we've seen from them before, where they run the ball well, yep. they find yep. some plays with their mm-hmm. wide receivers and their tight ends, and, mm-hmm. and they get the ball all the way down there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you thought, well. Well, maybe maybe they'll they'll be okay here, and then just in a few plays, Atlanta marches right down the field, ties things back up, and then that offense just goes into a mm. coma the rest of the game. Did did Shane Steichen? I've been kind of out of the loop with Christmas a little bit. I've been on the road, then back home with multiple families. Did, did he say anything about the run game and why it was was so ineffective? No, we just never got it going. I, I, and, I was gonna and, say, he, yeah, that that he's going to be very vague. I figure because but. if you look at the in- inconsistencies of the team recently, it's been. You know, is it chicken or egg with with the run game? You know, they got it fixed against Pittsburgh was 170 yards, but against Cincy and against uh, the Falcons, they got nothing done. So yeah, I and this goes back to when they were having trouble earlier, where there's no shock plays in the run game. Again, Taylor had uh, what did he finish with? Was it 18 yard, 18 carries it, yeah. and for 43 yards, something along those lines. And he had 13 yards on a, on one carry. Yeah. So it's it's when they can't run. Certainly, early in, in, in a series, it's all of a sudden it's second and eight, and then it's third and six, and then because it took them on the touchdown, it took was it third down? It wasn't fourth down? It was third down? Yeah, third down from from the goal from uh, first and goal. So it's it's so much of what these guys do the last two games is going to be tied to mm-hmm. those twenty twenty draft picks. Yep, Pittman and Taylor, mm-hmm. and I would <laughs> I never thought I'd say it, but Pittman is more right now is more important because they've shown that they can get by with Taylor not doing Taylor stuff, mm-hmm. but they cannot do it with that pit. Yep. And uh, the, look at the other side of the ball and the Falcons were able to score 29 against them, which is a whole lot more than the Falcons typically score this yep. year. And it was kind of the same vein as uh, Gus Bradley said, this kind of the same vein as the Bengals. It, it was the running backs that gave him trouble, um, whether it was uh, Joe Mixon in that Bengals game or it was Bijan Robinson, who looks like a heck of a young player for the Falcons, um, whether it's in, again, in, in the running game or out of the backfield, like th- those guys are, are doing some damage to the Colts right now. So they really need to figure out how to bottle things up there before uh, the end of the season and um, I don't know if Josh Jacobs is is ready to come back well we'll get into injury reports in a little bit but I know he didn't play last week for for the Raiders who they're going to play this weekend but 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 can't allow those those performances from running backs Jeff well, because you're, you're facing this will be the fifth week in a row they faced a backup quarterback right <laughs> I mean hold, take advantage of that for crap Jake Browning he came crashing back to earth yep. I mean, and that's you you can't let t- Taylor Heineke Beat you with so much on the line. I it, made the point on Twitter. Taylor Heineke is the new Brock uh, Brock Osweiler. Doesn't matter what two team weeks he plays in a row, for. Or two years in a row. He beats the Colts. Yep, because that's what Brock did with Denver, and then with uh, with uh, with uh, Houston. Those are the right. two that he that he beat them with. And you know, w- when things stacked in your favor, they, again they've they've not they, they've benefited from yes injuries and all that have really hurt them. They've been benefited so much from the external things. Yep, yep. with teams having injuries and quarterback issues. And again, like you're, you're going to have a quarterback this week who, who, who went into Kansas City, and won 
without completing a pass in the last three quarters. How about that? If you don't take advantage of that, then shame on you. Mm-hmm. And an undrafted rookie who Purdue fans will know very, very well, toot toot boiler up, Aiden O'Connell leads the <laughs> L.A. Oakland Vegas Raiders into Lucas Oil Stadium. The Raiders are 7-8 and eight this year. They are 11th in the AFC, but still alive. To mm-hmm. win the division. Exactly, because the Chiefs can't win the division because they lose to the Raiders. They Just, look lost. They look terrible. Yes, I mean, they I mean, can't catch. Uh, Mahomes is throwing hissy fits every week. Did you see K- Travis Kelsey's helmet throw? Oh, yeah. Yes. It was epic. Yeah, that and was then, slam. Well, The funnest part was when the equipment guy tried to give it back to him, and Andy Reid took it away from him. Yeah, Reid like, yelled at the equipment guy. like He's not getting that back. That they, team has problems right now. They look now. broken, yes. and I don't know if Mahomes is great enough to do anything about it here's the deal like i saw this in philadelphia growing up in philly with andy Reid. like i saw a team break under him that's what happened the team was awful at the end of his reign and they needed to move on and then he went to kansas city and started over again and things have been great for a long time you can be somewhere too long you can you absolutely can not every franchise is pittsburgh and you can have one or coach England, for 20 years or New Bill's England. Those have been there forever. Exactly. Like uh, Pete Carroll's been in Seattle for a long time right now, too. But, but good coaches eventually don't last anymore. Like they're, they're done. You kind of wonder if, if this year, and again, not following them that closely with, with Kansas City, is they got so full of themselves like our system is good enough and players are secondary with the way they didn't address receiver. And, and no, we, we can get by with these guys. And they can't. Mm-hmm. These guys, and, and Kelsey hasn't been the same player. Right. Since, I won't say, since he's been going with. Yeah, I'm not going to say. I'm not going to go that far. But but, but there's, there's, some, there's something missing. Yep. And Mahomes did things against the Raiders that were incredibly elite as far as trying to make plays. Mm-hmm. And he's not getting much help. Nope. It, it's been... It's been an awful watch if you're a Chiefs fan, but everyone else can can laugh a little bit based on uh, all the success they've had in recent years, saying, "Ha, huh, come on back down to earth, you guys, and, uh, and we'll see what happens over the last couple weeks of the season. Who knows? Like, if, if things click next week, then they're a Super Bowl contender right away. Cause it's amazing how Mahomes. it goes. Yeah, but but right now, just no no signs of that at the moment. But 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 again, to their credit, the Raiders took advantage of that. Exactly. They you did. know, well, they have 200 and. Six yards offense? Oh, yeah, it was something along but, those but lines. They, but they, it, it was so similar to when the Colts beat Carolina. Remember, they had 198 yards uh, total offense, yet that was Kenny Moore's game. You get two mm-hmm. defensive touchdowns, and that's exactly what uh, the Raiders did. They get two defensive touchdowns in, like, was it back-to-back offensive it plays? It was, yes, in like 17 seconds or eight. It was maybe even fewer than that. And then crazy. they turned that defense, or not just the defense, but that maniac num- on the end loose. Mm-hmm. And Max Crosby is going to be a He's handle for, or a load for somebody. It's amazing, those pass rushers that you find in the later rounds, man, that, that completely bloom with, with how much work goes into finding that position specifically in the draft and finding guys that can make it and that a guy like Max Crosby falls down a little bit, the Raiders scoop him up, and he, he turns into the, the dude he is Robert right now. Robert Mathis type. Yep, exactly. The guy's got just a motor. Mm-hmm. On, I, you watch that guy just every play. Antonio Pierce is the interim coach there, longtime player in the NFL. Um, he played with the Giants. Is that correct? Did he yes. play with yeah, right. the Giants yeah, yeah. For, for, a, for a good long time? Um, and 
That's right, because I saw I saw him. Oh, I can't remember. I, I I'm, I'm not. I'm gonna stop right there because I don't remember what I was where I was going. Well, Reggio Angelos again. Then we asked him if he knew Antonio Pierce. He said, "Well, I know him from the fraternity of players." Right. But he said, "You can tell if you watch the first couple of games under McDaniel's, and, and you watch now, you can see that this guy mm-hmm. that the players have bought in. Mm-hmm. You, you that's something you can't disguise." And he says, "It's very clear that these players, right, that he has gained their respect and their, you know." If, if he wins out, mm-hmm. whether they make the playoffs or not, right. there's a very good chance he sticks. It's quite possible. They've won two in a row. That surprising win over the Chiefs and the blowout over the Chargers, 63-21, to 21, where Aiden O'Connell threw touchdown after touchdown. You have some weapons. They have some real weapons. We'll talk about them in, in a minute if, if O'Connell can complete a pass to, to one or two of them like he didn't do for the most part last week, even though it was a win. Last two meetings against the Raiders in 2022, the Colts beat them 25-20 to in Jeff Saturday's only victory. I thought you were going to say his first game as a coach, but it was his only victory. His well, only his victory and his, his first game as his, a coach. His brief undefeated tenure. As That's a, right. 1-0, and, and then things weren't 1-0 anymore. And then 2021 so this is three years in a row they've played the Raiders. Uh, the game saw the Colts blow a chance to make a playoff after Shaquille Leonard could not bring down Derek Carr in the backfield and Kenny Moore could not uh, make a tackle on uh, on Hunter Renfro. Mm-hmm. And was that the game where Carson Wentz couldn't find uh, T.Y. Hilton, Hilton in the flat either? The so right there, the there were a lot of problems, a lot of different problems. And the Colts blew their opportunity there to, to clinch a playoff, which uh, could have sent this franchise in a very, very, very different direction. Unbelievable. How, what, what, could, what might have been? Offensive rankings for this year. The Raiders are 25th in the NFL and scoring at 19 points per game. The Colts, after scoring 10 last week, still hanging on to the top 10 there. Ninth in the NFL, scoring 23 points six points per game passing the Raiders are down 23rd in the NFL about 190 yards per game Colts are 19th a little bit better 220 yards per game rushing yards the Raiders all the way down at 31st in the NFL 88.6 yards per game Josh Jacobs has not been a very productive player for them this year Colts in 13th in rushing yards per game 113.2 yards per game 4.1 yards per rush that, those are deceiving numbers because it's not been that good. Raiders have 36 big plays this year. Indy has 51, so a significant amount more, 15 more, which is almost, I guess, 40, 45% more than the, than the Raiders number. At uh, So the Raiders mostly passing, of course, 30 passing big plays, six rushing big plays. Colts, 40 passing big plays, 11 rushing big plays. So there's where we are there. Defensive points allowed. The Raiders are eighth in the NFL. So they have pretty good defense there at 19.6 points per game. That's certainly Antonio Pierce's MO as their interim head coach. Colts down in 28th in points per game, 24.8 as that fell a little bit after giving up 29 last week. Defensive yards allowed. Raiders are 16th in the league, 332 yards per game. Colts 22nd at 351 yards per game. Passing defense, the Raiders are 11th. Rushing defense, they're 22nd. Colts 14th in pass defense and 28th still way down there in rush defense. Has not completely turned around since the return of Grover Stewart, which we heralded a couple weeks ago. And two of the last three weeks, as we said, running backs have certainly had their way with the Colts at the times. It hasn't always been running right up the middle at Grover. I'm not putting this all on him by any stretch. Last week was almost more just the, the missed tackles by yep. everybody. A lot yeah, of everybody. perimeter stuff they right. did around the corner, and then they wouldn't mm-hmm. make the tackle that would have stopped a guy for a couple yards. Raiders are minus three in in the uh, turnover margin, 21 takeaways to 24 turnovers. Colts are plus three with 24 takeaways and 21 turnovers. How uh, What a tangled web. 
uh, mirror-like we weave. And the Colts' streak of 19 straight games with a takeaway came to an end. Goodbye last week. It goes back to zero. Zero days without a takeaway now uh, in the uh, at the top of the, uh, the Colts' uh, defensive uh, meeting room. So uh, an unfortunate swing for them, and they could have used one from time to time to try to inject some life into the team in general, which showed well, Zaire very had little a, of it. Had a pick potential six, pick six yep. right there. That's, yep, he did. Right off, boop. That was early, too, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep, like I said, so many things early went yep. bad. Could have could have been far different. On offense, Aiden O'Connell, a quarterback, eight touchdowns, seven interceptions for the Purdue Boilermaker, who at once was the eighth-string quarterback on the Purdue roster as a walk-on. Walk-on, And then he just fought his way to the starter for two years for them, undrafted rookie in the NFL, and now with Jimmy Garoppolo not the answer there, they turned to Aiden O'Connell and gave him the reins for the back half of this season. Sacked 20 times this year. He's 4-4 four and four as a starter for the Raiders. Josh Jacobs, 805 yards on the ground, only 3.5 yards per carry. He has six touchdowns this year, 37 catches for 296 yards in the touchdown. Was he a running back that did not get a contract? He just had the uh, franchise tag this year. And uh, the, um, the, the poster child, excuse me, for, for why NFL teams do not give big contracts to running backs is Josh Jacobs right here. And but, you could almost argue that's why the Colts shouldn't have given JT his. Exactly, because he hasn't done anything worthy of the new contract yet. Yet, nothing significant yeah. worthy of it Agreed. yet. And, now, and Josh Jacobs, same thing, has not done anything worthy of a new contract, which he did not get. So I, I think he, didn't he pull a Saquon Barkley? Didn't he take just a... Did he take a smidge uh, uh, more? Just a, just a one-year deal that was maybe just slightly did. above. Maybe, I think maybe that's he what did. he did. Maybe he did. And he and they took they took criticism for it. Yep. So Zamir White, their backup running back, has 268 yards. He's averaging four and a half yards per carry. Got most of that last week, didn't he? Yes, he did. One touchdown because Josh Jacobs. I think the last two weeks he's real. I don't think Jacobs has played either the last two weeks. So he's he's had a chunk more lately. Devontae Adams, uh, leading wide receiver, 972 yards, five touchdowns. Maybe he's not quite as dangerous as he was two years ago, but he's still one of the best route runners in the NFL. So he's going to put, like, and we've seen this year, we've seen Jalen Jones as good of a rookie season as a seventh-round cornerback has had. I'm not taking that away from him. But he has struggled against DeAndre Hopkins. He struggled against... Um, who else was there? Mike Evans wasn't as bad, but there was someone else. One I of thought the Bengals that he didn't guys. do. Yeah, was it was it Chase? Was it Jamar Chase? Maybe. Which again, but he, he had two he, games that that I thought like he was really just kind of under the microscope there against a all pro caliber receiver. He's going to face another one this weekend in Adams. And I was surprised. I mean, we really had so much else going on in the holidays. We didn't ask uh, with Daryl Baker being a healthy scratch. At Atlanta, right? I, I, I they, which tells me they still don't know the answers at corner. Mm-hmm. So, and again, if you're not careful with with the guy of Devontae Adams' caliber, they'll they'll, they'll put a hundred yards on you real quick. And they have a pretty decent number two there in uh, Vegas as well. Jacoby Myers has 62 catches for 690 yards and seven touchdowns. So he's even scored more touchdowns. Mm-hmm. That's than, what than, caught my eye. Was yeah, the than Adams has this year. He's been more of a threat there. Michael Meyer, the uh, former or mayor, excuse me, the uh, tight end for Notre Dame, who's now in uh, in Vegas, 27 catches, 304 yards, and two touchdowns. On defense, their leading tackler, Robert Spillane, 130 tackles. Uh, Divine Diablo with 93. Max Crosby has 82 tackles and also 13 and a half sacks, 20 tackles for loss. A monster in the backfield. Dude. And as Matt says, if you want to watch a guy just work <laughs> that, that's every your guy. play, 
every play. He is going, and it's full speed. Malcolm Kuntz with seven sacks and seven tackles for loss as well, and uh, linebacker Robert Spillane, uh, three and a half sacks, seven tackles for loss himself. Colts are currently seventh in the AFC playoff standings with two games left. Vegas and Houston, two other teams that are also in the uh, hunt for the playoffs. Vegas could make a could win the AFC South, as could the uh, the Houston Texans uh, win the AFC South. Uh, Raiders, excuse me, could win the West um, if they win the next two. Uh, but yeah, it's it's still up for grabs for all these teams. So it's not like uh, it's not like the Raiders are out of it and they're not playing for anything anymore. Like they're a team that's that is still in it. They're a team that, as Chap said, has, has found a little bit to play for under this new head coach. So, so it's it's definitely a dangerous game. You certainly can't just look forward to the last game. Not that I think they would after getting blown out the way they did last week, but it, it's not all on last week. It is on this week, too, 100%. The Colts need to need to win this game if they want to feel good about themselves in the last week of the season. You, you lose this one, and then you know, you're not out, certainly, by any stretch. I think the, the odds drop to 25% or right. whatever yeah, it is. You, just, you need a ton of help then. Th- then you need help. And yeah. that's... You know, that, that's not where you want to be. You don't want to be, well, if we do this, then we also need four things. So it's there for them, as it was in, in 2021. We've all written about it and talked about it. Is Not only, you know, when, when they lost to the Raiders two years ago, they still, all they had to do is beat Jacksonville, which was 2-14 and 14, and lost. I'd forgotten all this. They had lost seven in a row, and they got dusted at New England, 50 to something, 50 to 10. And you go in there, and then in the, the old Jacksonville and – in, in and your, Dave, and the your curse, Dave. and your curse, uh, it's there for him. And I thought some of the most interesting comments out of the locker room this past week after Atlanta is, it sounded like these guys thought they could walk into Atlanta and win. Yep. Yeah, that's. We, I, I we, we lack the, sense, the sense of urgency, and we have to understand what's on the line. I'm thinking, what makes you guys think you're you're at the point that you're going to walk over somebody? Mm. Uh, again, I, I think. What they've done at eight and seven is truly amazing. It really is because of all they've been through. You lose your quarterback and all this, and JT and all this. Mm-hmm. But because if if you look at eight and seven and say, I mean, and look at what what the numbers are behind it, you'd say that this team is not a playoff team. Yeah, it's not. But here they are. So you do, nothing like like one thing that they say is you know nothing's promised for you in the future. So seize the moment and don't think that because you've got this, that, and the other that you're going to be back here next year because you might not be. So goodness gracious, you know, win against a, a Raiders team that that is nothing great. Atlanta was probably a better team than the Raiders. Mm-hmm. I mean, top to bottom, with a backup quarterback. But th- these next two da- two games, as we've talked, it can do so much towards furthering what they're trying to get done here, and what it can do for the foundation. And and it, it's right there for them. Both uh, the Colts and the Raiders held walkthroughs on Wednesday, the first day of, quote, practice this week. Uh, For the Colts, Michael Pittman Jr. was listed as limited, um, and Zach Moss was as well with his forearm injury. Braden Smith, full practice, a a big step, excuse me, in in the right direction to getting the Colts' uh, right tackle back in the lineup. Uh, to see him back on the practice field, even though it was just, like I said, a walkthrough. So uh, follow us on Twitter, at Colts Blue Zone, for injury updates throughout the week. Um, at mchapel51, Mike Chapel. Uh, Matt is at Statomatty. I'm at DaveG underscore sports. You can read all Mike Chapel's work online at fox59.com and at cbs4indy.com as well. Um, but but an encouraging first uh, practice update out there. And then uh, today, do you... Uh, do you Take a take a gander at what's going on out yeah, there. Yeah, our, our Brett Bensley, who, who's he's out there as much as anybody is, 
Michael Pittman's out there again w- without the red jersey, which is normally that means you, you've your reached that your full go, and then all you're waiting for is the independent neurologist. We went through this last week. We did. So with him, you just have to say, that sounds good. Let's see. Yeah. But Braden Smith's out there. Uh, Zach Moss is out there. All right. Uh, and, and this is a better run game with both he and Taylor. It just, it just 100%. is. 100%. And Braden Smith, I'm, he's missed, we t- is it four games, I five games? I think it's four games, at least four games. And, and you're going to come back, and if he's full and full, he's going to play. You would think you so. you got two games to go, you're going to play. Yep. And welcome back, and here's Max Crosby. I mean, that's that's, that's <laughs> yeah, tough. That's, here's your gift. Here you go. But yeah. but and again, this is people are going to say they're going to start jumping on Blake Freeland, who's not played all that well the last few weeks. He's he's had trouble with with uh, pass protection and probably run blocking. Mm-hmm. But doggone, he they threw him out there. This isn't this is what they did last year with players, and and they and they kind of paid the price but i think he's shown that he's got every reason to believe you he can be the swing tackle mm-hmm. really but boy braden smith is a guy you want and for people who are saying that blake freeland shows why you don't need braden smith you can cut him next year stop it i don't know football stop if, it. Yes. it it's braden smith is is he overpaid i don't know in the nfl you know, I, I don't know if anybody's overpaid because you get what you can get. Fifteen million doesn't pay for what it did ten years ago. Right, like you see that and you think it's a big number, but look around other players who are who are getting that amount. And don't tell me about you know how it, how it compares to other people's salaries. We're talking football. We're talking NFL, and it you pay for quality players. He's been a quality player for a long time, and to get him back, if he can be. You know, if he can be, I don't know, 85% of what he was, having not played for so long, I don't mean for his career, but he's going to be a help. And to get him back out there is huge if he's back out there. As for the Raiders, they also held a walkthrough on Wednesday. Max Crosby with a knee injury and uh, Mr. Uh, Malcolm. Malcolm Coons. There it was. As a rib injury, were both limited on Wednesday. Uh, Josh Jacobs with his quad and Michael Mayer with a toe did not practice. So we'll have to keep an eye on those uh, players as the uh, week goes on. One o'clock kickoff broadcast in central Indiana on CBS4. Colts are a three-point favorite, according to Vegas, over the Raiders. Has the line moved? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, that's that's more of a favorite than the Falcons were, two-and-a-half-point favorites, and then they won by 19, for crying out loud. Um, but yeah, three point favorite over the Raiders. The total over under is a uh, 44 and a half points. So they're expecting a 24, 21 ball game, something around that, that range. Uh, chap, why don't you go first? Then Matt will go second and I'll, I'll wrap things up with predictions for today. I, I've got 17, 13 Colts. Uh, I, I think I, I have very little faith in the Raiders offense. I, I think what we saw is what we saw. And I, it, it, again, if they let Aiden O'Connell come in here and hurt them, then shame on them. Now again, they've got players that, that can do it. Adams and and the running backs can do it. But I, I think this defense has come out and play. They're going to play quicker. Gus Bradley told us that they, they were a little bit hesitant, a little slow with. They put. I think they made the package too big, and players were thinking too much. I think they get their act back together and setting up that win and end with the Texans next week. Matt. Uh, Boy, it, it's tough because because I just uh, especially two of the last three games have not been good for this team. But I, I do think Steichen's a good coach. I think he's going to be able to steady these guys, get them get them focused, and they should have been focused last week. But they really got to get down to it now. So I'm going to take the Colts at home, twenty four thirteen. Yeah, a walk away, walk away. Yeah, eleven point victory. All right. Yeah, uh, I, I'm leaning toward Colts as well. 
Um, I, I think that I, I think that that's that's the pick. Uh, as for the Are you picking score, for the Colts or against the Raiders? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of how I'm feeling. But I, I'm, I am picking for the Colts, I think. The Raiders have won a couple in a row. I mean, we last week you just like this. This is one of like the weird things. Like the Falcons lost two in a row. They're going in the wrong direction, and, and then they turn around. They beat the Colts, and and that's what Vegas saw. Like th- this week, the Raiders are going in the right direction. They've won two in a row, including a dramatic one. Maybe they're feeling uh, too too much, too comfortable with themselves after beating the Chiefs, and uh, not thinking they can come in and walk over the Colts, but maybe just a little bit too confident in their abilities. So I'm going to take the Colts as well. I'm going to go. I'm gonna go 27 to Ooh. yeah I know right 27 to 21 so it's going to be 27 21 that, that that's it so we we all have the Colts and that would be fantastic for us to to close out the season with with a game that truly matters and all these games have mattered of course uh, for for them but but the win uh, the win and in prospect and you know C J Stroud will. Right, should be back this week, and certainly, you know, you certainly expect him. You would expect him two weeks ago for crying out loud right, with a concussion, right. but he just has still just stayed on on the bench there. So um, that that'd be fun, and that could be just like the first uh, the first of many incredibly meaningful games that C.J. Stroud plays here. So just the start of could be the start of something long term, but not getting ahead of ourselves. First things Can't first. Get ahead of ourselves. They got to take care of the Raiders first, Raiders and then, this weekend. then you can hope for that, you know, playing game more or less. 1 p.m. Sunday afternoon, CBS 4 if you're in the Indianapolis area. I believe Matt Ryan's on the I believe he is on the call. Again. How about that? Um Blues on pregame show 11:30 Sunday morning as well if you're in Central Indiana on CBS 4. We appreciate you listening. Download, subscribe, get us delivered to your podcast listening device every week as soon as we drop. And we'll see you next week for the final week of the regular season in the Colts Blue Zone podcast.